0: I'm not pulling out of my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another Drive to Work, Coronavirus Edition. So I've been doing lots of fun interviews, and today I got a blast from the past. So I want to welcome Brian Tinsman.
1: Hi, Mark. Hi, everyone in Mark's podcast land.
0: (laughs) Okay, so Brian uh, worked on Magic for quite a while, so we're going to go back. Let's go back to the very beginning, which I've been asking everybody, which is, how did you get into Magic?
1: Mm, uh, I was on a date with my soon-to-be wife, and we went to a game store. And a uh, clerk at the game store showed us. And I had kind of been avoiding it because I had friends who played, and I knew that I'd probably get sucked in, and didn't really want to spend the money. And but you know, I was I was with my uh, girl and wanted to show off, so uh, I, I pulled out the wallet.
0: Ah, okay.
1: <laughs> I don't know if it earned me any points or not, but uh, we had fun playing. And eventually she became a uh, brand manager of Magic uh, anyway, so I guess it worked out.
0: Okay, so let's talk a little bit about you and and working at Wizards, because you, you have uh, an interesting uh, path to get to R&D. You do not have a traditional path. So how did you start working at Wizards?
1: All right, uh, I was in business school getting an MBA, and... Um, I kind of have a mind that's always turning on something and it had been turning on magic cards for more than a year. And, uh, I had in mind, I was at the university of Washington and I had in mind, Oh my God, wizards is in the area. I must target them. I must, uh, find some inroads there and, uh, ended up getting into, uh, marketing research there. And this was around the time when they had acquired, uh, Pokemon CCG and they went from something like zero to a billion dollars in sales in like 18 months or something like that. It's like 98, 99, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden they had all the money for marketing research and the projects I was working on and, uh, and those kinds of things. And uh, so we did a whole bunch of projects uh, sitting behind the, the, you know, two watching people trying to learn the rules to, to play Magic from the, uh, from the inserts and uh, also d and board games. And it was uh, a, a really fascinating study in like how humans operate and what they get out of games. Uh, watching, you know, some people, they, they open the rule book. We, we had an intro d d product we were looking at. And one group of like five or six people came in, guy opens the rule book and he says, oh my God, this is, rule book is 80 pages. What's going on here? and they hated it. Next group came in almost the exact same words, except they're like, oh my God, this food book is 80 pages. Look, there's spells and, and monsters in here. Wow, this is amazing. Like, that's our people. <laughs> we need to build for the people who en- enjoy
0: what we have to bring and not try to build for everyone. So, okay, so you're doing market research. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do you get from market research to R&D? Uh so I was just designing cards
1: because I was fascinated by it, and uh, eventually just designed a 300-card set or something like that, and uh, just walked into the office of uh, Bill Rose, was the head of R&D at the time, and said, so, "Hey, and, I still, and still is." <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> and I said, "Hey, I, I designed a set. Uh, do you want to publish it? Here it is." And you know, he was sort of like. Uh, politely dismissive, dismissive. Like, come on, come on, man. You know, we, we got stuff to do here. And, uh, I, I was, I was about to like turn and walk out of the room with my head down, but instead I turned around and I said, Hey, tell me why. And I sort of like slapped it on his table and said, I really appreciate it. Give me some feedback. And so, uh, Lo and behold, uh, uh, a little while later, it came back to me with like all marked up with a red pen, like a teacher with uh, his feedback, it telling me that my commons were too complicated and my you know set didn't hold together. And this, this was like in, uh, you know, 01 or 02 or something like that. Like we, the, the level of sophistication of the design wasn't as high back then as it is now. And, but it was like, Bill and you and Mike Elliott were sort of like the elite of the design people who understood this knowledge <laughs> and uh, I was getting feedback uh, at the highest level. And so it, it fueled me and I went and designed another 300 cards and another 300 cards and kept slapping them down on his desk until finally uh, they needed someone for a set. And they're like, OK, well, this guy's relentless. Uh, put him on a set.
0: So what was the set? It was judgment judgment and, okay
1: yeah yeah and and the team was Bill Rose Richard Garfield you yeah that was and the me team. and me <laughs> <laughs> like the three high, highest power in in design talent plus me we're sitting down for design meetings Yep. and and then shortly after that uh, all three of you got. Largely pulled onto other projects, uh, and I was left to be uh, the design lead. Although you, you stayed quite a bit and mentored me quite a bit, but um, you know, suddenly I found myself as design lead on a magic set with Bill, Richard, and Mark. Uh, and I, apparently I was kind of fearless and just plowed through and was churning out ideas. And I kind of had this attitude that like, you know, I may not have the most experience or, or knowledge, but uh, no one will beat me in amount of creative output. And I I just churned out ideas. And uh, I think you did beat me in creative output
0: uh, <laughs> as you did everyone, but <laughs> I did pretty well for myself anyway. Okay. So you did judgment. So what was uh, the next thing you worked on? Say again? What was the next thing you worked on after judgment? Um, uh, they, I got put as lead designer again and that was scourge.
1: Yep. And, um, uh, what, it, what it, do you remember, Scourge? It didn't. It didn't get the uh, uh, the Dragons theme. I mean, I mean, I mean, the whole the whole block was kind of like uh, the first tribal theme matters set, um, and we, Scourge was trying to wrap up some of those loose ends and and develop some of the uh, cool things that had been started in uh, in the first uh, in the first two sets. And ended up with uh, a dragon matters theme that, that was kind of shoehorned in late, but ultimately with some awesome new stuff in it. So
0: yeah, the one of the interesting things is like you did not the the when you handed over the design there wasn't the dragon theme wasn't really there, right?
1: Yeah, right. It, it had a couple of really great. Dragon cards in it, but uh, it was more during the the development and tuning phase when it really uh, became the theme of the set.
0: Anything else you remember about Scourge? Mm, I don't know. Do you have any uh, memories of it? I'm trying to think. I wasn't on. I wasn't on Scourge. I, I remember it. Uh, it had a weird development because right, they added in the dragon theme. Um, no, let, let, let's move on. So, okay, so you did Scourge. What was the next set you did?
1: Uh, I was on the Mirrodin team. You're the that Mirrodin was, team. Oh okay. man, what a what an awesome set! That was I remember that one real well. That was uh, you, me, and Tyler Bielman and Mike Elliott.
0: Okay, we'll talk about talk about being on the Mirrodin. What's your memories yeah, of Mirrodin? That was. That was uh, we we knew we were going to
1: do an artifact, uh, theme set and we had decided to really go all in on it. And, uh, we knew a lot more than antiquities was sort of the artifact set that had been done before, which was like so early that it was, you know, didn't really hold together. Um, and I, I remember very well our, uh, our meetings about how to do equipment, and um, it was pretty controversial. We went back and forth on a few ones and i I remember you were advocating for a version of equipment early on um, where you could equip and move it around as an instance during combat and uh, i I was advocating for um, equip as a sorcery and uh, we we finally figured out that. Uh, it would make combat too complicated to have multiple equipments out there that could be like bounced around and, and, you know, in order to make it uh, play well, the cost would have to be pretty high. And so uh, you're, you're a fierce arguer, but I remember uh, silently uh, congratulating myself for being on the winning side of that.
0: Yeah. yeah, And and
1: eventually you get your way in uh, in Darksteel too, right?
0: Well, I, we ended up making some. Uh, they weren't dark steel. They were in uh, the final set. Fifth Dawn had a cycle that you could uh, at instant speed change them, but uh, I did, and one of them was horribly broken. But uh, I just liked the idea of somebody <laughs> tossing somebody's sword mid combat. Maybe that was a bad idea. Yeah.
1: Um, no, I remember. The, I remember the the, the discussion was uh, when the equipment dies, it just drops
0: on the ground, and someone else can pick it up.
1: And yeah. somebody was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's how." It
0: works. <laughs> Yeah, we we went through a lot of different. I remember on equipment, we went through a whole. We knew we wanted to do equipment, like that. We from day one we wanted to do equipment, but we went through a lot of different versions of equipment.
1: Yeah, and there had been like early artifacts that are you know sort of champions or whatever, uh, where you could you know tap to. Give a mini giant growth to something or yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that, and yeah, none of them were quite right. They were themed as as equipment, but it was not mechanic, and they were all awkward.
0: Okay, th- okay, so that's equipment. What what do, you, what do you do you remember? Anything else from Meriden? Um, Affinity or uh, entwine or um, imprint. Oh, imprint. You and I have oh, a lot to do with imprint. Do you, do you remember this? Yeah, that's right. Uh, did, did, did. Were we arguing
1: over imprint?
0: No. So here's the origin of imprint. Is yeah. I had made a card, basically what ended up being Soul Foundry for a set, and the uh, rules manager were like, "What are you doing? This is crazy." And then you made a card in Scourge, I guess, that had this. It had the same shtick of pick a card, and then you care about the card. And when I oh, saw yeah. you made that card, I'm like, I made a card. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe we can make this a mechanic. And so we did it, we did it in, um, we did it in Meriden. but it was based on you and I had individually made a card that were just completely separate cards, but both of them required you to set a card aside. And it just, it just dawned on me that we could make that a thing. And I, I thought that was kind of neat for a customizable equipment, you know, customizable artifacts. Oh, Yeah. That's um, awesome! I had forgotten about that,
1: and yeah, I remember. And, and I, I, I think we didn't have all that many imprint cards in the set, so we kind of had to fight for it because it was a weird rules. Uh, yeah, we didn't have a lot. You know, we had, we didn't get per- permission to to do it, uh, but it turned out. Uh, I'm really glad we did.
0: Um, okay, so after Miradin, what was the set you did after Miradin? So uh,
1: I was lead on Champions of Kamigawa, which was. Uh, S- supposed to be sort of like a, a theme or world and stories uh, th- matters set. And it was the first time uh, since Legends that we really wanted to pack a set with a lot of Legends. Uh, and it was fun to work on, but ended up being really weird. I I, <laughs> I, I thought uh, Brady Dummuth did a ton of uh, research on world building and worked with me really well, um, uh, to put the, the Kami and, and all, all these strange themes together. Um, and we had a, a spirits matters theme, which like you wouldn't normally go there for gameplay, but because it was like a, a an IP, a story world theme set, uh, that's where we went with it. And, you know, the, and then, uh, I was also on, uh Saviors a Kamigawa too. And then Mike Elliott was, um, betrayers. Uh, yeah. And he, you you had he two sacks in a block. Not so a lot of people that. have done that. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was kind of a, a strange place because, uh, I don't think anyone on the magic R and D side was really comfortable with, we're just going to go all in and make, build our mechanics around the themed story characters. And it went through a lot of revisions, uh, it,
0: it kind of, I think, I think soul soul shifts uh, uh, got added in late. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Um, well, I mean, I know or, a bunch of a bunch of champions that come happened in development because I, I was on the development team. I wasn't on the design team, um, but splice and the flip cards those were both in development. Those weren't from design. Um, mm-hmm. One one of the challenges, just so people, I don't know if people know this. Um, Bill Rose, it was Bill Rose's idea to do a top-down set, and we had a lot of arguments about what the top-down set should be, Uh, and we ended up um, choosing Japan. Do you remember the runner-up? Was it
1: Egypt? Yeah, Egypt was the runner-up. Yeah, Um, in in fact, that very first set that I slapped down on Bill Rose's set was Egypt-themed. Oh, is it?
0: Um, so what yeah, happened was Bill's, but Bill, the dictum that Bill put at the time was that he wanted to build the world first and do the mechanics second. So instead of like now when we do a top-down set that are very integrated, like we work with the creative team to make sure that the choices that are making allow us to make interesting mechanical choices. But you got put in a weird thing where the the world got built first, and then you had to make mechanics. And one mm-hmm. of the challenges is mechanics just are not as flexible as as creative. And I know that yeah. uh, one I, of the challenges like of that.
1: It's a, it's a great lesson to take away. Um, and, and for a while, I sort of felt like I had some regrets because it was not regarded as a very successful set. Um, but uh, on the other hand, it was so distinctive and, and had so much quality and charm. And it's not the kind of thing that we would ever do again for a long time or maybe really capture that kind of flavor ever.
0: So just so you're aware, so, on my blog... The number one request in my blog, by far, is people want to go back to Kamigawa. <laughs> it is the number uh, right. one request of my blog. Awesome. So. Good job. Um. You're, you're my people out there. I love you. <laughs> so, okay, so you did champion saviors. You really kind of, you, you veered left. I mean, we do that a lot on the third set. But you remember the theme of saviors?
1: Yeah, it was hand size
0: matters. Yes, hand size matters, exactly. Yeah, and uh, I
1: was really attracted by the the novelty of it and like let's play in a different way to uh, care about here you know here's here's a feature of the game a number that you don't know normally care about at all uh, let's really explore the design space there and see what we can do with it and then i think it ultimately i mean there was some fun to be had there but it, it made you do a thing that you don't normally want to do which is don't play your spells and, and your cards, all <laughs> right? Just to save them up. So it was kind of pulling in two directions. Uh, yeah, it, it was uh, it was an experiment that I feel like uh, didn't quite work
0: out. Yeah, one of the things about I mean uh, that I when I think of like your t- designs is you were very committed. You were going to do something, and you were very committed to that thing. Uh, as as we see as we go along, but you definitely that that's the the when I remember your designs, like you were passionate, you wanted to do the thing you wanted to do and you would do it and you would fight to tooth and nail for that thing.
1: Yeah. My, I, I kind of naturally, uh, I, I really played a lot of, I probably overvalued uh, novelty and doing something that's never been done before. Uh, I, like, you remember the Bartle scale with, uh, you know, yeah.
0: socializer killer. I, I'm yeah. like
1: way, way out there on Explorer.
0: Yeah. So you love so, doing things we I, hadn't done I get, before. I get,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I, I get ideas that have never been done before, and I, I want to prove that it's possible. Like, uh, I, yeah. Okay, the, Okay. The, so the, let's the keep going. One, the the, 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 the <laughs> biggest one of my career is, uh, is Draw Triggers, which uh, ultimately uh, happened.
0: We'll, we'll get there, we'll get there. Okay, so we're going to order. So, okay, after Saviors Kamigawa, what's your next set?
1: Um, that is gonna be time spiral.
0: Time oh spiral. God. Okay, let's let's they, talk time spiral.
1: They g- they gave me another lead after that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> on, on a on a super cool. I
0: I set. gave. it to oh my God. this is time spiral. I, I, I'm once we get into like rafting and stuff. I, now I'm head designer, so I I'm the one that gave you time spiral. Yeah,
1: thank you. <laughs> <It was laughs> <So, laughs> and you were on the set.
0: Yeah, and Forsyth contributed to it too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he was he was
1: on there doing uh fantastic work uh yeah as he does yeah uh, i remember it was it was his uh he was really pushing for having the time
0: shifted cards in there well the, the time shifted sheet was my idea but he was the person that we put in charge of it Mm-hmm. yeah it was, yeah he, he built out the list right i mean it was, it was my idea to have the time shifted sheet but once we knew we were going to do it um we assigned aaron to be responsible for it so aaron was responsible for the time shifted sheet
1: yeah, and it and it was your uh, it was your framework to do uh, past, present, future. Yeah, yes, yeah. Past, past, alternate, present.
0: Yeah, future. yep. That was my that was my uh... yeah. Okay. Yeah. So,
1: so uh, like what what a what a fun set to go through like and start to collect the uh, the best the best mechanics and keywords from uh, from Magic history. And again, that was at a point when we didn't uh, repeat past keywords a lot, right? Like,
0: yeah. We have done a few, but not a lot. Oh crap! We yeah, we did. We redid Storm,
1: man. That, that's something I should have said from, uh, from from Scourge, right? Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Storm, yeah. Storm's your baby. Oh no, you. dude. I I yeah. I should I should
1: call that out. I, okay, I talk had, talk like, about the, the making the, of
0: Storm. How would you make the, Storm? The dubious honor <laughs> of, of one of the most
1: broken mechanics ever. Uh, I, again, again, paying attention to some number that happens in the game that uh, you don't normally pay attention to. And, you know, early on when we were wow, now you've got a little mini quest here, which is how many spells can I play in one turn? And uh, of of course, when you haven't played with it a whole lot, you're thinking, oh, three or four, maybe, right? Uh, Yeah. And so we're kind of designing for that. And then uh, in development, uh, they... they, I didn't realize like what a big deal it would be to have it be on play trigger instead of long resolution trigger. Yeah. Like, I I, I uh, should have got, gone back and like raised a red flag there, but uh, my yeah. my mind was on to the next thing. I think.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. But, so hey, that, we've got development teams too. do well, you, uh,
0: you know I have a scale called the Storm Scale that yeah, talks about right. how likely something is to come back to a standard legal set. <laughs> Yeah. So. Yeah. West companions. Uh, uh, well, we'll <laughs> uh. Okay. So we're in time spiral. So any other things about time spiral before we move on? Um. Like yeah, the
1: the untapped your lands cards. Yeah, the free uh, spell
0: stuff. Yeah. <laughs> How did that get through? Yeah, we were. Yeah, I mean, time spiral was fun. I mean, if you knew the mechanics, time spiral was a blast. It just, mm-hmm. if you didn't know the mechanics, it's like, hey, new player, here's 20 mechanics. It was a little yeah. overwhelming. Yeah. Um, okay, so after Time Spire, what was the next set you did?
1: Mm, let's see. I was on a number of other sets, kind of. So, like, next is lorewin Block. Were you in so, any, any lorewin Block?
0: Yeah, yeah. You yeah, were in Shadow I was
1: I was, doing, I was even tied a little bit. I think I did a yeah. um, bunch of
0: Right, you were on. You were on even. Was, were you on Shadowmore or just Eventide?
1: I think I was just Eventide. tied okay. I did. Uh, I did retrace. Yeah, and um, quite a, quite a few cards for that. Yeah, you set. made.
0: Um, what's the white red guy you made? Uh, the upgrade guy. Oh yeah, yeah that that, um, that would inspire a whole mechanical down the road. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm blanking on his name, but the audience knows. Um. Okay. So uh, after Eventide, then what are we getting into? We're getting into. Um, Let me see. Scars of Mirrodin. Did you? i uh, not Scars of Mirrodin. Sorry. Uh, Shards of Lara. Did you work yeah. in the Shards of Lara blocks?
1: Yeah, Shards of Lara was broken into. All oh, right, you were on
0: the band team. You led the fight, band. Fight. You, yeah, I was. I was leading the band team. Yeah, and uh, you extended and your exulting. baby. I'm not extended. Exalted your baby. Yeah, Exalted was the one I was pushing for. It, it was it was pretty clean, pretty simple. Um, yeah, I was skeptical. I didn't like it at first, but uh, once I played it, I came around. But yeah, that that was a great example of uh, of something where once people played it, they were
1: like, "All right, this plays well." Yeah, and it, it gained a lot of support.
0: Yep. Okay, so you're uh, after that. Uh, did you work anything else on the Shards of, Shards of Alara block? Yeah, I was on the Alara Reborn team. You are on Alara Reborn said. team. Okay. Aaron led that, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure Aaron led that. I'm almost positive Aaron led that.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: you're right. Okay, so after that, we get into Scars of Mirrodin. Did you do any of the Scars of Mirrodin block? No, I
1: don't think I was... Okay. I was
0: on... Oh,
1: Magic oh, okay, right, uh, 2010. It,
0: what? Magic 2010.
1: Oh, M10. Magic 2010. Yeah, yeah, M10. Yeah, that, that was that was kind of a watershed a watershed base set too. Yeah, where, yeah, where definitely. We we really re envisioned what base sets were going to be, um, and kind of went back to Magic's roots and um, started reprinting um, standalone set keywords.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that was a that was a big set. Yeah. That was I was on that too. Mm-hmm. Um okay, so after Magic after Metro twenty ten, um then we get to uh, Zendikar block. Mm-hmm. Did you did you work in the early I, part I of the Zendikar the, block? I did
1: the first plane
0: plane chase in between there too. Oh yeah. Oh you did the first plane chase. First yes. plane chase, yeah,
1: yeah. That was uh, that was when we were starting to do these kind of uh, you know side dish sets i don't know what you want to call them but there's <laughs> they're more of a regular thing uh and we were experimenting with different ones it uh yeah there's a lot of plane it, chase
0: fans out there we've, we've made two plane chases so far there's a lot of call for a third one so maybe yeah. one day
1: yeah and and i was i was the one who came up with the the roll of die idea and the the, the, the planer die that's yours hmm oh, that's cool mm-hmm. it, uh, have every every card have a, both
0: a, a trigger and uh, an ongoing effect oh that's cool okay so mm-hmm. in zendikar i know that you led the last set but did, were you involved in zendikar worldwake no i wasn't on the design teams there although i was okay you know, playtesting and so, contrib- contributing cards here and there let's talk rise of the odrazi because that i know that's your baby
1: oh my god i love that set so much uh it was fantastic so, so let's and, talk about
0: let, what happened there how'd that come to be so so we
1: started we, we knew that we were gonna have this theme of uh giant monsters that, that rise up and try to destroy the planet and um i believe it was uh ken nagel who was telling the stories about how he used to play starcraft and uh, him and all his friends we just sit back and turtle up and then build battle cruisers and make all the battle cruisers smash together in the middle of the map. And so from that uh, came the, the phrase uh, battle cruiser magic. And we said, okay, this is going to be a, a new way to play magic. Again, the novelty, right? Yeah. We're going to allow people to turtle up and put out some huge stuff and smash them together. And uh, it had never really been reasonable. Like in, draft or seal to be putting out eight eights and having them battle in the middle middle of the board. And when it happened in Playtest, like the, the, the first time we had the set all put together and people were dropping 8-8 eight eight comments and then uh, smashing them together, it, it was like, I was cheering. People on the design team were <laughs> like, yes, battle cruisers are happening. <laughs> And uh, and and we made sure that there were multiple routes to make it happen, right? You had yeah, there, um, there was level up, and there you was had, you had level up, and you had sort of like um, an, an aura theme to it, so you could get like the little Voltron guys that would build up to be able to take on an eight-eight, and then you would just get Eldrazi's that would uh, drop on the board, and like normally you're not playing eight-eight drops in in most limited environments, but like you've got uh, little. Little spawn that you can sacrifice to get extra mana, and we had a whole bunch of extra, uh, you know, mana, mana boosting, and and uh, really a lot of it was about the commons. We had a lot of one threes and two fours and things like that that would just stop the the early combat from happening. But then those little guys crumble when the big boys come out. So and. Yeah. It took a while to make it all work well, but uh, I was I was so happy that it worked so well. And then and then the giant the the Titans just really caught people's imagination too. I was so happy with that.
0: Okay, so then actually I realized I, I got things out of order. Then was scars of and block, but you weren't involved in that. But following that was Industrod block, which I know you were involved in. Um, I don't think you did Industrod or Dark Dark Ascension, right? But you right after the Destroyer was your baby.
1: Yeah, they were giving me third sets. Uh, yeah, that, that was your specialty. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, Allison restored uh, was was also super fun to work with. Um, that was um, Soul Bond and again. That was another mechanic where that people were sort of skeptical of, but then they played it and uh, it caught on quite a bit in within the development team. Um, but the big one was Miracles, and for yeah. years, I don't know, on other sets, uh, I had been trying to get through um, some kind of, something happens when you draw this card, and um, there were all kinds of rules
0: problems with it, there were all kinds of ob- yeah. objections do you, to you it. You know Tempest tried it, do you, do you wear that? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you told me that. Yeah, and, and we, we tried in Tempest, and like, I it can't work, we gave up on it.
1: You, you, you told me, you know, Brian, you're, 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 you're going to have a tough battle here if, <laughs> if you if you keep fighting this. But uh, I you, did you didn't give up. Advice. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Miracles ended up being um, sort of on the edge, you know, and some of the objections that the development team had... Ended up being true. Like, you know, if you if you draw this and and don't show it first and put it in your hand, there's going to be a dispute and uh, it's going to be trouble. Yeah. Should Should I talk about uh, the the power up, power up mechanic, power up your deck mechanic? That. Uh, sure. Uh, sure. That, we, 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 that was from. Happened. Yeah. Didn't okay. Have, I, I don't think I don't think it's actually ever going to get used. Okay. So <laughs>
0: what was the power up mechanic?
1: So this is a mechanic. That says uh, you have cards that uh, that sit outside your game, and that, that oh yeah, we we call do... it the
0: forbidden mechanic. Yeah, forbidden. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. For, forbidden cards. You, you may not put this card in your deck, and then uh, <laughs> other
1: cards would say that when you play this, shuffle a forbidden card of you know such and such characteristic, shuffle right. it into your deck. So as the game goes on, now you've got. And they One, were crazy three, cards. The forbidden cards were three. crazy cards. Yeah, right. the <laughs> so Stuff that would never be printable. Right. Uh, but you used and, to and, joke, and, like,
0: it's double lightning bolts. R, do six. You know, these are crazy things that you never could actually make.
1: Yeah. And oh, the yeah. thing that I loved about that was, like, once your deck gets powered up, like, oh, every, every draw is much more exciting. You're just like, come on, come on. I want this. And, and Miracle sort of did that, too. So I was happy that Miracle ultimately played that role, but of course Forbidden uh, ended up being Forbidden. Like, yeah, that, it, you uh, know, it, it, and and just in playtesting, we had terrible trouble with it because of <laughs> course you forget that those cards in your deck and you don't take them out and you're going to get DQ'd. and uh, it's yeah. just a it's a nightmare. It it, it might work in like uh, online Magic or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, yeah it might automatically, but. Uh,
0: yeah. So it was, was uh, I that, that think, was a, that was a brick wall. So in Short, short, was that your last set? Yeah, that was my last set. That was your last set. So we we, we so like I said, I'm, I'm almost to work here. So we managed to get through your whole set. So <laughs> but
1: um, I had like a, a a dozen other CCG sets on Dual Masters too. You know what I should point out? Dual Masters was kind of a testing ground for us to do crazy stuff. That was the first place where we did uh, double sided cards yeah. and melt cards. Yeah. Were considered way too crazy, and then eventually did find their way into magic sets.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. So I mean, the, I mean, obviously, I'm talking about magic. You did a lot of other stuff too, uh, Jess. But mm-hmm. this, this is a magic podcast, so we, we talk magic.
1: Yeah. Um, okay.
0: Well. So is there anything? I, I'm almost uh, to my den. Uh, is there anything else you want to say? Anything <laughs> to uh, wrap up your time on magic when you think back uh, to your magic days? Man. So I probably left
1: in 20. 11 or something like that. And man, do I miss it? It was great. I was there for 10 years and, uh, it was, it was fun just about every single day. The best thing about it was working with a bunch of people who were so interested and excited and just energized to be there and be doing what they're doing every day and, and coming up with new ideas. You know, I talked about how I love novelty and it was always new, always interesting. So, um, I really I look fondly on my on my time there. It was yeah, a really no we, privilege.
0: We we miss yeah. It was uh, I I liked having you around so. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I got to be the I got to be the boss of uh, Ken Nagel and,
1: uh, <laughs> and a few other magic designers. Yeah, there, yeah, and, Ken, and and help help them help them, uh, you know, succeed the the way. You, you mentored me, and you helped yeah. me succeed early on, too. So well, Ken's now a
0: veteran, I, so you want not feel old.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to say I really appreciate the the mentorship you gave me, and the, and a lot of the opportunities I got were because you advocated for me and uh, helped me live up to my potential.
0: So. Oh, well, I, was, I was glad to do it. You were, you were, you were a fun head. and passionate designer. So, um. <laughs> But anyway, I, I'm, I'm approaching my den, it looks like. So we got, to, we got to wrap this up. We all know what that means. It means this is the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. So thank you, Brian, for joining us. Thanks, everyone.
1: Thanks all the fans out there. Um, I
0: love you. Okay, and I'll see you guys all next time. Bye-bye.